I want to talk about a story that I think is uh, very telling and important that you hear about. A 17-year-old boy is believed to be the first person to receive a double lung transplant because of a vaping-related illness that has sickened thousands nationally in the States, and I know uh, some here in Canada as well. Dr. Lisa Allenspatch joins us. She's the medical director of the Henry Ford Lung Transplant Program, where this teen received a double lung transplant. Welcome to the show. I really appreciate you sparing some time for us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. This teen, by all accounts, before he was vaping, he used to hang around with friends, went to high school, you know, he was quite active, he sailed, he played video games. When you first came into contact with this 17-year-old boy, can you describe the state he was in? Um, Absolutely. So I first received a phone call uh, regarding his situation on October 1st from Children's Hospital of Michigan. And at that point, he was in a comatose state uh, with a machine external to his body uh, clearing carbon dioxide and allowing oxygen to enter. Uh, this ECMO machine being used to totally bypass his lungs because they had completely shut down um, and it really was recognized that lung transplant was the only option for him to stay alive. How often do you come across patients that their lungs are fully uh, non-functional? So we see different diseases that can create this this scenario. Uh, This is the first instance we've seen uh, with this degree of severity resulting in lung transplant. Although to date, as of today, within the United States, 39 people have died of vaping-related lung disease, and more than 2,000 people have been reported to have lung injury uh, to our Center for Disease Control. I'm sure those numbers are much larger than that. I mean, that's just what's reported, Uh, but I'm sure the effects are much greater, and I think as time continues, we are going to see more and more of this unless there can be a public awareness of really the life-threatening nature of e-cigarettes and vaping. How hard is it to... I mean, here in Canada, we have to offer to donate our our organs, and there's a big cry for people, uh, you know, to get on the organ donor list. How hard was it to actually secure new lungs for this 17-year-old? I mean, clearly the the clock was ticking. He could not breathe on his own. Absolutely. Well, in the U.S., we face the same shortage of organs, particularly lungs. Um, Our allocation system is based on severity of illness. So um, as much as we're able to medically predict how how long people can live with the lungs they have is how we allocate lungs. So the sicker people are, the more imminent death is, the more they become first on the list and able to receive donation. And so in this instance, it was, you know, a matter of uh, days to a week. Um, In other instances, however, even when people are dying and this sick, they wait and not everyone is actually able to receive transplant because of that organ shortage. I want you to take us inside the operating room and tell us the state of this boy's lungs. When you uh, opened his chest cavity, were you shocked by what you saw? Right. So the surgery was performed by Dr. Hassan Nemi and... Um, Certainly going into the surgery, there was a recognition of the state of his lungs just based on CAT scans and various other images that had been done. 
But actually, normally when you have healthy lungs and they're taken out of the body, they deflate, so they actually shrink, the air leaves them, and healthy lungs are very much like a soft sponge. When these lungs came out, there was no deflation. They stayed really firmly solid and was more like a, a plastic hard ball than really a, a soft, pliable sponge. And what other disease would you see the lungs behave like this? So a medical disease um, happening typically in individuals in um, their sixth or second decade of life called pulmonary fibrosis, fibrosis meaning lung scarring, um, can occur and cause the lungs to appear like this. Uh, but from speaking with uh, Dr. Nemi, this was one of the worst cases he's ever seen of fibrosis and inflammation within the lungs. And do we know how long this boy had been vaping for? Yeah, we're really not able to speak to his exact detail, but I can tell you from the uh, 2,000 patients that have been reported to the Center for Disease Control, uh, it is variable. And some of these cases happen after days of vaping, and other times it's individuals who have had this exposure over many months and have many months of symptoms. So it's not always for everybody an acute illness that happens within, you know, hours or days of actual vaping. Right. So uh, the reason why I asked that was because people will always say, well, you know, vaping's been around for 10 years and we're just seeing this happen now. So it's got to be something that was, that's put into the, uh, the vaping uh, liquid that people are taking into their lungs, not necessarily the action of vaping or the device that you're using for vaping. I know you don't want to go down that line of, uh, you know, it's not your expertise, but it, it, we don't have any long-term uh, studies on vaping. Absolutely we don't. And I think that's part of it just really uh, the frightening nature of this whole epidemic is that we really don't know what is causing this lung injury. Um, and, you know, it's been seen with, with vaping all different types of products, so it's not narrowed down to vaping, just THC, for example, or nicotine products or a certain company. Um, and I think not knowing the culprit makes it even um, scarier because we really don't know how to caution people other than really having the firm advice that people should stay away from all vaping, e-cigarettes, uh, for their health and actually uh, for their life. Is there any way we can pinpoint who would be more susceptible to, you know, the kind of illness that this young man uh, sustained from vaping? Yeah, I think it's very clear that we don't know that. We don't know what the risk factor within an individual is. Um, you know, I think we are seeing in the United States an epidemic of um, e-cigarettes within our school-aged children with high school students in a study of over 10,000 high school and middle school students revealing that 28% of high schoolers self-reported uh, ongoing use of e-cigarettes. And believe it or not, 11% of middle school uh, students said that they have ongoing e-cigarette use. And not surprising at all, the favorite varieties are the flavored types. So um, I think, you know, we really are facing a crisis and I think are just beginning to see the tip of the iceberg in terms of the health consequence. And you're right, we really don't know what are the long-term effects of this uh, on our youth. 
You are the medical director of the Henry Ford Lung Transplant Program. Dr. Alan Spatch, have you ever seen a smoker's lungs look like this 17-year-old vapor's lungs before you uh, did the uh, double lung transplant on this young boy? Uh, and, and if so, how long had they been smoking? Yes, so we see um, predominantly the disease process that we offer a lung transplant for for smoking is emphysema. Um, and that tends to look very different both um, on x-rays and just in terms of when we inspect the lungs. So um, it's, it's most typical that smokers, by the time they are at a stage where they need a lung transplant, have smoked for more than 30 or 40 years and usually in excess of a pack a day uh, by the time their lungs would be at a point where we would consider lung transplantation. So this is certainly a different effect. This is something that's happening and causing, you know, immediate injury to the lung, and it's something that we really don't medically understand at this point. Did the had you ever seen anything that would that looked exactly like this this young boy's lungs before, or were they did they have something that was uh, different than the smoker, the lifetime smoker? Yeah, I think it 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 you know just looked very very scarred and. Um, in a category of fibrosis, which we have seen, but we have never seen this related in a young individual, in a 16-year-old who's been vaping. That's not something that I have seen personally leading to lung transplant, and I believe has not been done before. Is this boy out of the woods? You know, he's on the road to recovery, and I think each day he's getting stronger. He um, has, you know, several months of recovery in front of him, but I think is certainly improving by the day and anticipate him leaving the hospital maybe even sometime this week, um, but working for, for many, many weeks to come on gaining his strength and nutritional status back up. But after that point, we're very hopeful, and he should uh, eventually, after recovery, go back to uh, a normal teenage life. The vaping industry is leaning heavily here in Canada on the fact that, wait, we're we're not uh, marketing this product to children. In fact, we are marketing this product as a cessation device for smoking. In your opinion, would you ever steer a smoker towards vaping? Never. I think this offers a different health consequence, and I think the long-term effects of this are not known. I think there's certain uh, evidence that even predicts that vaping can be more nicotine promoting in terms of dependency than cigarettes. And I don't believe this is an effective way to, um, to stop smoking. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, unfortunately, this has created an epidemic with teenagers. And somehow I think we have to be able to get this risk and this message out, not only uh, to teens, but to parents and to our community overall. So this becomes a topic of conversation and people are aware of just how prevalent this is. Well, I want to thank you because you have started the conversation right now. I appreciate your time and thank you so much for sparing some. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Cheers. As Dr. Lisa Allen Spatch, she's a medical director of the Henry Ford Lung Transplant Program, where this week they successfully, and for the first time ever, Um, gave a 17-year-old boy new lungs. He was the recipient of a double lung transplant. Why? 
because of a vaping-related illness. And as she said earlier on, if you're just joining us now, this kid's lungs would not deflate. He could not breathe on his own. She had never seen anything like it. And there are people that say, well, hey, I've been vaping for 10 years and nothing's happened to me. There's no way this kid had been vaping since he was seven. 